0: Life After Stroke is a production of the Hang On to the Dream Foundation, the 501c3 nonprofit organization that helps kids and adults reach their goals in life. If these Life After Stroke programs are helpful to you, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Hang On to the Dream Foundation to assist the organization in its numerous outreach activities. For more information, just go to www.hangontothedream.org. And remember, no matter how hard things seem, hang on to the dream. The following is a recorded program of an actual stroke support group. The comments expressed are the personal opinions of the participants and not necessarily the opinions of the producers, sponsors, or the broadcasters of this show. This program is not to be used as a way to diagnose or treat any medical condition that you may have. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional before making any changes to your current medical routine.
1: Stroke. Stroke. Stroke.
0: Stroke. It comes out of the blue, sometimes without warning.
1: But those who survive it should never lose hope. A stroke can be life-changing. But it is also a new beginning. Because for all survivors, there is still a beautiful life after stroke. Hey
0: everybody, this is Life After Stroke. I'm Christopher Ewing. Today we're broadcasting from Providence St. Joseph's Medical Center in Burbank, California. And we are here with some of the gang. Good morning, Christopher. Hey, this is Mr. Dave. I'm John There you go, and John is here. Um, uh, I'll kind of start this off with a a little bit of a sad note. Um, Those of you who have listened for the past few weeks, um, you may have heard that our friend Bernie has been coming to our support group. Uh, His wife actually had a stroke and... Uh, she was here at the hospital and things like that and then uh, she went home for a while and uh, had uh, I think an infection in her feeding tube and they brought her back and then she went to someplace else Uh, I got a call uh, last week from Bernie that his wife had passed away yeah yeah Um, I guess she um, he he thinks she had a second stroke uh, at the um, the nursing facility that she was at so um, so uh, he called me. And for everybody listening, if you can just kind of keep Bernie and his family in your prayers. You know, she's she's home now and uh, living a much better life than we are here. I'm sure she's much happier in heaven than uh, I'm sure she would ever be down here. But, um, you know, definitely keep Bernie and, and his family in your prayers uh, through this time of, of sadness and mourning for them. And, uh, you know, may Norma rest in peace. So, um, you know, I, what I wanted to talk about today is... Um, You know, when we have a stroke, when anybody has a stroke, obviously, there's a period of time where you've got to kind of, you know, adjust to kind of what becomes the new normal, whatever degree of that new normal is. And, you know, I've just kind of crossed over into the one year Uh, mark. I know, Dave, you're what, in the two, two and a half years now? Yeah. And, um... 2016. Okay. And, John, you're about three years in, I think you had mentioned. Um tell everyone a little bit about you know how your adjustment has been you know um you know how have you adjusted what what has kind of been your experience in adjusting
2: not much of an adjustment just not wanting to settle
0: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm yes gotcha right right because your recovery has been amazing and so not yet no i still have a lot a lot i want to do well i know you keep saying that but i tell
2: you you know it's true There's a lot that I still want to be able to do and that I can't do.
0: Yeah. Well, let me paint the picture for all our listeners, I can't do yet. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, you know, and that's an interesting thing, though, because I think that we may remember how we were pre-stroke and want to get back to all those things, and there's nothing wrong with that. Lord knows. I think it's a great incentive for all of us to have. Um, It's just interesting how... You'll view it versus how, like I'll view it. You know, because I look at you, and I swear I'm like, okay, well, there is uh, it may everybody take listening. The rest
2: of my life to get there, but.
0: But everybody listening, if you look at Dave in any kind of way, there is you—you see no evidence whatsoever that this man ever had a a stroke. That's because you got a cool beard. (laughs) 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 he's just a cool guy. But you know, but you know, he—you know—when you you listen to Dave, you know, tell a story about how he had a stroke and the things that he couldn't do, you know, immediately after the stroke and how the stroke actually left him. You know, I think you were in the hospital for forty days or something like that. I mean. You know, that's a long time to be in the hospital. First yeah, of all, yeah, I
2: think it's more about being a dad, just trying to you know get as much back as you can to to de- share with your kids.
0: Sure, sure. Well, and like you said, you wanted to hold them again, or you wanted oh, to yeah. walk them in to fact, school when and I, stuff like that. When I, like I
2: was that. in, yeah, when I was in in the hospital here, I was in the, in the room at the very end, mm-hmm. the hallway here. They were crawl, they would crawl into bed with me, right? Just to you know, my son especially would crawl mm-hmm. into bed and just lay there and lay next to me. And the nurses were very accommodating to where they would come in and they'd cover him up and. mhm. Let him stay there.
0: So it's a great incentive in that oh, case yeah. to one. Oh other. yeah,
2: especially you know he would eat with me and stuff. Hmm. Hmm. Or he'd share my meal. Right. He'd, he would. He would eat. If it was mashed potatoes, he would eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kai. That's good. You so, go, buddy. And That's all right. If there was any pudding or anything, that was gone first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right,
0: right, right. Oh, was, you got to go for the sweet stuff first. Absolutely. Point, yeah. And if it was green, you don't touch it. <laughs>
2: yeah. So there's so many things that you miss doing, like swimming with them and that kind of stuff. Sure, sure. And then you have to learn that stuff all over again. Right. Like learning how to swim, learning how to ride a bike. Right. Lifting weights and that kind of stuff, and then just just movement my whole left side was paralyzed but mm-hmm. i mean with the help of i have two wonderful tai chi instructors mm-hmm. and my yoga instructor is she susan is great
0: and everybody listening literally if you saw dave you would swear that nothing ever happened to his left side ever in life i mean you know even right now he's opening and closing his fingers i mean there's no way You know, can carry hot coffee for goodness' sakes. You know, so that was that was. You know, I I just wanted to get out of the hospital
2: and drink drink water.
0: Sure. Now I'm sure that I've asked you this over the episodes that we've had this, but I don't remember. Um, How long was it from the point of your stroke until you could carry hot coffee? Let's say and not be afraid you're going to spill it on your foot. Probably a good eight months. Eight months. Okay. And like left side paralysis at the time the stroke was flat out.
2: Yeah, I I couldn't open a door. And I told you the story about I'd have to think about, you know, hand around knob, Mm -hmm. turn knob, release hand. Mm -hmm. And then now it's kind of like you just look at the door and you just reach down and open Mm -hmm. the door. Mm -hmm. So things do happen, you know, and I'm still amazed that, you know, I can do things with my hand. Right, right. Or, you know, like the zippers are an absolute. And who was the... uh, the guy that ever came up with Ziploc bags,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, right. I mean, those great things, things but yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Or trying to open a bag of potato chips.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> you can't get enough strength with your affected no. sides, or, or have,
2: or the whole bag goes everywhere. Yes,
0: exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, that's where teeth come in handy sometimes, right? <laughs> so it's just all yeah. that little stuff that you don't even sure. think about, Absolutely. or those stupid
2: little, those little creamers, you know, those little, those little containers. Yes, yes, to open yes, those up. yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Or and like you were saying, zipping up a jacket. Zipping you know? up a jacket. Uh. I know one
2: time I came out of therapy, and it was raining like mad outside. And I said, man, I've got to be able to zip up this jacket. Yeah. And I think I, I sat in the rain. I, st- I stood in 20 the rain minutes, for about huh? three or four minutes and yeah. finally got the jacket yeah. zippered up. And I couldn't believe I finally did it. And yeah. ever since then, it's been.
0: Sure. But sure. I, do, I
2: wear a jacket sometimes just to do the zipper. And right, I do right, it,
0: right. Do it and right. Right. John, what about you? What, um, you know, how has your uh, experience with, uh, you know, your stroke and the recovery path that you're on, you know, Mm -hmm. how have you kind of championed it?
3: Okay. Um, um, My right side was bad. Mm -hmm. And um, I talked in one-word sentences Mm -hmm. and, um, and... my right side was done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um gets getting better and better hmm and um i had a um, um, coma for mm. three days mm. and then um it it left me. Um, uncommunicable mm-hmm. at first, and the um, and I started out kindergarten range stuff first, mm, okay, and um, and then it, it was better and better for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. but um, it was bad stuff. Right, right, right. But, uh, I'm getting better and better now. Sure,
0: sure. Well, I you, I think I went on this rant about you the last episode. And if it wasn't the last one, it was the one before that, or it may have been both for all I know. Man, your recovery, too, has just been so amazing, John. It really has been. Because I remember when we first met, like, what, eight months ago, seven months ago? I didn't know, you know, I, I didn't know you at the time, obviously, but we were at a support group. And I remember one of the nurses saying, you know, boy, John, you've gotten so much stronger and better, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. So whoever this guy is, you know, because, again, I know you at the time, you know, I was like, wow, whoever this is, he was must have been really bad before and so i could because i could tell by how much they were congratulating you on your recovery i think back to that time now and see you now and as well as i know you now because i see every week man it's like night and day just from then to now yeah you know so it's really
3: it it is it is and um i drive now yeah right you weren't driving
0: at the time i think you were at the time you were talking about wanting to yes yeah yeah
3: and uh I'm, it's good for me to try so cool. them and stuff.
0: There. See, and that's another thing too, because now if your stroke was three years ago, yeah, okay, that means I met you. My stroke was just a year ago, so I know I've only known you for you know because I'm yeah. in the hospital most of the time. But anyway, so I've known you for a little less than a year. But my point is, is that a lot of your recovery sounds like it's happened after that one oh, year. Oh, yeah, and certainly oh, you yes. know after two years, I've watched you myself. Yeah get stronger, you know? So cool. So so cool, man. <laughs> I and I'm so excited for you, man. I tell you, you know, cuz I mean, you guys are like brothers now. I mean, you know, we're just like this little family and I've grown to love you guys so much. So it's kind of like, you know, your progress is like, yeah, you know, it's like you really you're really excited about anything that's uh, going on, but you know, it's it's so cool to um, you know, hear you talk and and you know, talk about things and just tell me, you know, how the kids are doing and everything else because it's it's amazing how we can all see the recovery that we're all making in our yeah in our in our time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's encouraging. You know? it, yeah. Yes. it's yes. I had,
2: I had. There was a doctor that used to come to a stroke support cardiologist, mm-hmm. and he had problems with his eyes. And he told me, "Dave, your your sight's going to come back. It's mm-hmm. going to come back because your periphery is going to come back." Because mm-hmm. he had the same stroke in about the same area, the same mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. and it has. My periphery is coming back. But I think the biggest thing has been the other people, the people that have helped. Mm. Like Susan Ladd, she's my yoga yoga teacher, mm-hmm. and then Dee Nardini and Rita, my two tai chi instructors. Mm-hmm. I basically went in and I told them, I said, you know, I've had a stroke. I can barely move. I was le- paralyzed on my left side. And they said, you know, you belong here. Mm. And the, each week they have just reached out and helped me learn the moves mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. I'm a little bit slower than everybody else, but you know, I'm like the uh, the zebra with all these gazelle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. They, they move gracefully. I kind of clunk around, but they're but they're still willing to let me keep come back, coming mm-hmm, back, and do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just I'm grateful just for some of these people. They are just
0: right wonderful. Doctor Parker, why don't you tell us how have you dealt with your stroke post stroke in a way? To, that um, enabled you to get better? You know, what has kind
1: of been yeah. your mindset along the way? Holy nelly. Hmm. I don't know where to begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I don't know where to begin. Yeah.
0: Well. You're still pissed. <laughs> Dave says, I'm still pissed. <laughs> Doggone stroke.
1: <laughs> well, I hear right. you. I hear you. In the first year, mm-hmm. maybe a year and a half, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched TV and I read a little bit. N- nothing, nothing else. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, then my wife, Joe, Said, look. He's. Uh, she said, why don't you write a book about I am healing uh, and I am on my way to healing? Mm-hmm. What don't you do that? Hmm. And Great and I thought about it. For a month, and I sh- said, Yes, I'll start it. Mm-hmm. Well, it took uh, me three weeks to fill up a page. Mm. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, each time I would write two or three, maybe four lines. And then I would have to lie down. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Hmm? But it was good. Uh, I finished the uh, uh, second page in two weeks. Okay. I finished the third page in one week.
0: Mm hmm. So, overall, how have you adjusted to the fact that you had a stroke? And what has well, enabled you I'm to... still pissed. Still here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I am having it on the surface all the time. I know how you feel. hmm mm-hmm. I know how you feel. Oh, yes. You're
0: right. <laughs> you know, and the reason why this, this is the question of the day is because, you know, we've got a lot of listeners that are in our same shoes. You know, either, you know, they've had a stroke or they know someone that has. But certainly to the stroke Survivors that are listening, you know, they're on their own path towards Mm -hmm. recovery and really adjusting Mm -hmm. to their new normal, if you will, to whatever degree that new normal is or will continue to be or whatever ultimately it remains or whatever. And, you know, so there's a a process that, you know, I'm not a, a psych kind of person, but obviously there's a point where you accept it and you say, okay, well, Okay, so this is the hand I'm dealt now. Huh, okay. It's kind of like this never-ending game of, you know, poker or something where you're, you know, you're dealt a new hand every round. Mm-hmm. So now this is a new round, and this mm-hmm. round is called the stroke round. And so now you've been dealt this hand. Now you got to try to make something happen with the cards that you got. And um, so I think it's a, you know, kind of what we're talking about here kind of serves as a good example, kind of like what, we, what Dave was saying, you know, to others, you know, that... We'll hear how we have kind of commandeered through this little journey and this little thing called stroke life, and um, maybe offer some help or some tips as to you know how we've ad- how uh, we've dealt with. Hang it. on, mm-hmm. support. support sure. well, that's what this yes, is all
1: about. That, that, yes, uh, uh, so- support. is crucial, mm-hmm. but not everything.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: I got better at writing.
0: Mhm. So you think you're a better writer now, post stroke, oh, than yes. you were? Yes. Isn't that something?
1: Some. different kind of writer too.
0: Hmm. Now, do you think it's because you're writing more, or because you're writing deeper?
1: Cause I'm writing more mm-hmm. and writing deeper. Mm, both, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think more too. I don't know what that... Uh, um, like, I, like are you writing Messi more... is now.
0: Are you writing more often than you did pre-stroke? Oh, yes. Okay. Because you have more things on your mind to write about or you're writing from a deeper way of thinking or...
1: That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? You just take so much more in. I honestly think
2: there's so much more out there that you just take in. Mm-hmm. You're aware of so much more. I see. These little nuances, You, you all of a sudden you, you pick these things up. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you've had a stroke, but then there's like these thousand other things that you now see.
0: Is it because you don't take things for granted or you're just I, noticing things well, more? I think you, more you don't or? take
2: anything for granted. I think you take... Every day yeah. you, you you do what you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get up, you, you do what you need to do, mm-hmm. but then you do the things that you have to do, and you, you also strive to be better than you were the day before. Right, right. Ooh, good point. Really good point.
0: Really. So really you good don't point. take
2: the things for granted. You're not just getting in the car and getting in the freeway, putting in an autopilot and going to work. Sure. And just, you know, doing a mediocre day, you're trying to actually do something and accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to make it better for you, yourself, and your family, and everyone else around you, mm-hmm. and trying to gain back, especially with like, kids and stuff, just so they. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Because you can see it in their eyes. I don't care what you do and how, how well you do it. You still see the stuff in their eyes. You know, to where you you can't run or you can't throw a ball, you can't catch. Mm-hmm. It, I don't care what you do. You still see it in their face. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And th- there's no lie there. They you just no, that's right. It's hmm. just no uh, that's. Lie there there's just it's it's the fact that you're not what you were right and you but you you want to be as much as much, but as much as you want to be you can keep trying sure so that became day. an an incentive for you yeah you just mm-hmm. don't you don't settle not mm-hmm. that you ever settled before. Sure. It's just that you, you It's it's. there's a new baseline. It's like, no, I'm not going there again.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right,
2: right. I'm not going to fall backwards.
0: And you know what's kind of cool in the midst of that? Isn't it kind of cool when, because you didn't settle and you kept kicking yourself in the tail, that you all of a sudden start to realize that there's something that you can do that you didn't think you could do and, yeah, or that the, you couldn't do? And you can, you can see that improvement
2: every uh-huh. once in a while. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come soon. It takes a while, but you get there. But
0: it's kind of cool when it happens, yeah. isn't it? It's like, wow, okay, wow, yeah. I can do this now. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. What was, now see, and, and for everybody, you know, I always say i got to start putting this stuff on video. You know, Dave was just opening and closing his fingers very quickly, which I'm sure two and a half years ago, no. he couldn't do anything. No, I couldn't do anything. When you uh, realized that you could do that, how cool was that moment, you know? Totally cool. When I, when I was able to do this, because,
2: you know, I was picking things up with my left hand. Mm-hmm. My son said, you did that with your left hand. I said, yeah. I watched this, and I picked up a ball, mm-hmm. and I handed it to him. Hmm. Then I threw it
0: to him. How cool.
2: So then, then it was like, you know, let's go out in the backyard, you know, then toss the ball.
0: Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, it must have hit me in the stomach like five or six <laughs> times. <laughs> that's all right. But, you know, we still got to do it. That's all right. That's the stuff that, you know, that, that's the stuff all this is made out of. Sure, and sure. And then you just, but you want other people to just do the same thing that you did. Just not give in. Right. John, were you going to say something? I
3: my daughter mm-hmm. is a senior in high school now mm-hmm. and I am glad to be with her. Absolutely. And I'm grateful for the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um and the
0: um mercy mm-hmm. uh for God. Sure, sure. You know, isn't it interesting, you know, one of the reasons why I kind of came up with the slogan for, you know, the show, you know, there's still a beautiful life after stroke is because there really is still a beautiful life after stroke. I mean, the time that you spend, you know, with your kids, Dave, the time that you spend with yours, John, and, you know, those are those little moments that, you know, you want to see, you love to see that, you know, Um, Dr. Parker and your writing, my goodness, you know, I mean, that's, a beauty in and of itself, just that skill of being a writer. But the fact that, you know, when you think stroke, you think, oh, man, this is it. This is like, I'm done. You don't know, no. I mean, you know, certain things might not move as quick or as well. But at the same time, there's other things that still, you know, remind you that there is still a beautiful life after stroke. And it, like in Dr. Parker's case, where he's even said that he's a better writer now post-stroke than he was before he had the stroke. So there's actually instances where you'll actually improve, not just physically, but even emotionally um, and mentally post-stroke. You know, um, like Dave was saying earlier, how, you know, you start to look at things differently and you look at it from a whole different perspective. I mean, all of that is an improvement in the grand scheme of things. Um, and, and if nothing else, it just does continue to remind you um, just how beautiful life still is. I mean, we're still here for a reason, and Lord knows. So... So, for everybody listening, the reason why we're doing this top, well actually, the reason why we're doing the whole show and why we do it like this every week is, you know, we're all kind of in this together. You know, if you're a fellow stroke survivor, you're here as much as we're all here. You're in this room with us, and, you know, we just happen to be in your room where you're at. And, um, you know, we do this to, to share our experiences. Um, not just with each other here, but with all of you and, and you know, just kind of as a source of inspiration and, and encouragement that, um, again, there's is still a beautiful life after stroke um, and that, you know, we're all in this together. Um, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, um, I'm going to go around the horn here and go around the table. Um, I want you guys to share with the listeners some of the tips and strategies that they can do at home to improve maybe their function, physically emotionally you know mentally um, some of the tips that have worked for you guys um, over the past you know two and a half years three years nine years you know that kind of thing um, that has enabled you to, to grow and get stronger um, to where you're at now so we're going to take a break and we'll be right back hey this is Christopher Ewing and if you live in the Chicago area don't miss the 2019 Abilities Expo June 21st through the 23rd in Schaumburg Illinois The Abilities Expo is a nationwide trade show dedicated to highlighting products geared to those who may have a physical disability or motor function impairment. Abilities Expo brings exhibitors from around the world all under one roof, allowing visitors to see up close. Some of the wonderful products that are out there That can help make life easier Admission to the Abilities Expo is free And the Life After Stroke radio show Will be broadcasting throughout the entire weekend From the StrokeChannel.tv booth So be sure to stop by and say hi I'd love to meet you guys And if you live outside the Chicago area The Abilities Expo is held all across the country So chances are It'll be coming to a city near you So just go to www.Abilities.com For upcoming expo dates And for more information and I look forward to meeting you at the upcoming Abilities Expo, June 21st through the 23rd in Schaumburg, Illinois. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Life After Stroke. I'm Christopher Ewing. Today, we're broadcasting from Providence St. Joseph's Medical Center in Burbank, California, and we're here with the gang. And um, so here is the question. Um, maybe we'll start with you, Dr. Parker, since you got the mic over there. Um, share with the listeners some of the tips that have worked for you Post stroke to where you've gotten stronger to where you're at now?
1: When I was still in the hospital,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I was flat on my bed. Mm. I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. I couldn't swallow. Mm. I Don't know what else can uh, be done to me, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I was really depressed uh, Mm -hmm. uh, during during the during those first couple of months.
0: So it was a couple of months that everything was just really offline. We couldn't be any worse so then from that point to where things started to come back online again what were some of the things that you did to try to get stronger and get some of that back did it just kind of come back just naturally well, um, I'm sure to a degree a little bit it did but in the beginning
1: I did
0: the exercises every day mm-hmm. and what were some of those exercises um, I know you got to think back but yeah
1: put my arm all about all up there.
0: Mm-hmm. Straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Put it back. Put it down.
0: Mm.
1: Put it out. And those
0: are all things you couldn't do immediately. Isn't no. that and that's something? Because he just demonstrated it like it was nothing. So, yeah. I know, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yes.
1: Absolutely.
2: You know. I know.
1: But, it still, but it's still painful. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> See? i can't put the left hand
0: up no problem well you just did the right hand no problem too though yeah but yeah so to so to paint a picture dr parker has put both arms in the air now was your right side primarily the affected side mm-hmm. okay I mean, you just did both sides equal and even and high.
1: Not equally. Well, Uh, I
0: did it. Look, it looked like it even to me. Now, obviously, uh, to you, it felt like it took more, (laughs) uh, but I can't feel that. uh, (laughs) So,
1: I know it isn't equally.
0: Now, see, now that's where we got to go here. That and that's what I was saying earlier to Dave, is that on the outside. Everything looks fine, you know, like Dr. Parker, you just totally you. There's no way you're going to convince me that you did not just raise both hands equally, perfectly and equal time. It's not like you did it real fast with one arm and slowly with another. You did them equal time. I mean, you beat me. I couldn't even do that. And now, Dave, same thing with you. But this is what's interesting is that on the outside, everything looks like it's equal and fine. Everything's good to go on the inside. You hold yourself to a whole other standard. Like it's not good enough. I'm not wearing my glasses right here. <laughs> hey, I'm not that blind. But my point is, is that you still inside feel like, eh, I'm not quite there though, you know? And and I don't think that's necessarily a...
1: You, uh, you, Dave and you, uh, John and I uh, are not there yet.
0: Well, I mean, I can say I'm not there yet. I mean, until I'm back on the top of a horse riding around and doing, I mean, I'm not back either. And Lord knows, you know, my left arm is just kind of, I mean, it's not hanging there, but it, it's, you know, kind of in the backseat a little bit.
1: we'll never get back on the horse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or maybe we'll never get on water keys again. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't. There's I snow
3: didn't. Oh, <laughs> snow oh, work. yeah.
0: So you didn't ride a horse before, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: uh, horse, yes, but water skis, no, yeah. no. Nah, <laughs> nah. But uh, snow skis mm-hmm. are good. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> um, um, I was not communicable, mm. and um, and it what. Was yeah. better and better. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah right. And um, but, but, I found out, uh, talking and speaking, and communicating was uh, hard for me. But mm-hmm. I will do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And and I started out in the preschool stuff. Mm-hmm. First, and and then I started ten- kindergarten stuff. So like reading the kids' books and stuff yes, like that? Yes, mm-hmm. and and then th- first, second, third, fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. and then I got faster and faster and faster.
0: So now you're at about three years, about the three-year yeah, point. Yeah. And so at what point? did you start to see that you were kind of graduating from, like, kindergarten and first grade and the second grade books? Yeah. Um, um, I... Like, where were you at about the one-year point? Oh, uh, preschool. You were still at the preschool books? Oh, yeah. Books. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: But um, I got better and better. And um, I... Um, my uh, caretaker... Uh, told me do it faster and faster and faster <laughs> like read faster or speak yes.
0: faster and, or and like read out loud sp- were, you, were you reading out loud or? and
3: stuff yeah
0: uh-huh. oh yeah what were some of the things that you did like kind of walk people um, through it a little bit um
3: um stuff for uh kindergarten and stuff like that mm-hmm. um um school books and stuff like that okay and um, and uh, walking with um, a cane mm-hmm. and then graduating for um, uh, um, out of that and a walker first and then a cane and then nothing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, and and uh, um, it was bad, but I did it anyway. Sure, push and through it. it's sure. better and better
0: mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm.
3: But, um, um, it is good for me to tell them, don't give up.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. You hear that, everybody? Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. You hear that? There you go. There you go. Hmm. Good stuff. What about you? What's kind of been some of the go-to tips and tricks that you could share that have, that you know have really helped you get stronger? Well,
2: just as John, I had a cane in the beginning, mm-hmm. but then I would walk and walk and walk. And my daughter, I, I told you the story before, my daughter had a father-daughter dance.
0: Oh, yes, that's and right. And so
2: I would walk three to five miles a day and got used of the cane less and less and less. Mm-hmm. Till finally, I could get rid of the cane, and then I figured if I could stand up for two hours, I could. This is a piece of cake. I can, I can bounce around like I knew how. I would, like I knew how, to, if I knew how to dance, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I did it. And you know that was, that, I think that was one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. from that, progressively, just moved forward. Then I think the week after that, I gave up the cane. In fact, I came back here and I gave it back to, there's a gentleman, John here, yeah. and I gave him back the cane because mm-hmm. it was the same cane that they gave me in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I walked out of here with it. Hmm. Or actually the firemen, the guys that took me home, said, is this your cane? And I said, hmm. uh, I said, cane I've been using here. They go, well, you're going to need a cane if you can't stand up. And I said, hmm. yeah. So they snatched the cane and they put it in the ambulance with me. And <laughs> no. I brought it back here and I gave it back. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're right. But it won't be needing this anymore. Yeah, won't be needing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that
2: was a big, I think getting rid of the cane was a big yes. one. Yes.
0: Hmm. Yes. And then, in terms of your arm and your hand, what were some of those go-to exercises? I think the arm.
2: Once the arm started moving, I don't think I stopped moving it. Because hmm. they said first your arms, good, first your arm will work, and your fingers will come last. Right. And then, mm-hmm. so when my arm started working, I, I would just I would use a lightweight on my arm and hold the lightweight and just do you know mm-hmm. like reps over and over again, and then do things like stretch my arm, mm-hmm. pull weeds, you know, do anything I could, mm-hmm. you know, try to open the door, but like I told you that. Opening the door was, you know, like a, a very, you know, like open hand, Mm -hmm. closed hand around knob, turn knob, Mm -hmm. release hand. You know that. Uh, Right, right, right. Now you just go and open it.
0: Sure, sure. You know, I think the thing that I'm kind of noticing about myself that I'm trying to kick myself in the tail over, is um, you know, you've probably heard of uh, of learn non-use, you know, where you just kind of eventually just kind of get so used to doing things with your unaffected side that you just kind of learn to like not use the other side at all and it's not good you're right it's terrible and i'm noticing it in myself more and more and it's like i gotta stop doing that because you know first of all before my stroke i was ambidextrous um uh, my mother is of that generation where if you were born as a left-handed kid you were kind of considered weird and a freak and so then they would try to train you into being right-handed my mother was born left-handed so they switched her over to being right-handed and you know here i come along and i'm you know pre-stroke was able to do a lot of things with both hands like sports and just all kinds of things i was still pretty much predominantly you know uh, stronger in my right hand but was almost equally as strong in my left hand. So my point is, is that I started to notice just in the past, you know, even few weeks that I'm using my right hand so much more that it's like, okay, wait a minute. I know I used to do a lot of stuff with my left hand, probably more than the average person would do with their, you know, not dominant hand because I use both my hands pretty much equally, at least pre-stroke. So I'm really experiencing that term of learn non-use i've noticed that over the past few months probably more and more my brain is learning to just totally rely on the right side let that left side just go sit down if it wants who cares you know and you kind of kind of catch yourself and get out of that you know and um yeah i know that during some of the breaks there on the show you'll hear me talk about like milestones and challenge you challenging yourself to do certain things and um you know, the thing about the light switch. I mean that was a real situation that happened to me. You know, I turned off the light, you know, with my you know, with my right hand. When I would have hit it with my left hand, I was like, Okay, wait a minute, back up. Turn that light back on and now use your left hand and turn it off. This is ridiculous to keep using this hand for everything. And lo and behold I did it with my left hand. It took me a few extra seconds, but still it's like, you know, get out of that habit of of just doing everything with the good hand, if you will. You know, get out of that catch yourself, you know, it's really kind of been my go to, I guess I'd say tip and trick that I would tell people is to really notice what you're doing and try to, um, you know, not just totally get lazy and fall back on that, you know, and and Dave, certainly you're probably a great example of, you know, what can happen if you don't get lazy and really push yourself, you know, as to how much you can improve, you know, you can't
2: get lazy, you got to get out there and get to do it.
0: Right, right, right. Well, we're going to turn a corner here because there's one thing that you said earlier, Dave, and um, this is just just kind of hit me that this is now the time to talk about it because it's something I've been wanting to do and been thinking about how to put it all into play. And so I'm just going to kind of throw it out there. And um, you said earlier about how important it is uh, to remember the people you were talking about some of the people that have helped you along your way. And one of the things that I've been wanting to do through the stroke channel dot TV and life after stroke is to do something that honors those who have helped us and, and all the stroke survivors uh, to help all of us stroke survivors somehow show a real amount of appreciation in some kind of way to those who have helped us along, whether it's our therapists our, our caregivers or what have you. And so This is kind of the unofficial announcement. We'll have more on the StrokeChannel.tv website. Um, All of you stroke survivors, um, go to the StrokeChannel.tv. And by the time this show airs, we'll have information up on there. Um, I want to create a way for us to thank those who have helped us get us back, you know, and helped us get back to us. So the StrokeChannel.tv TV. Um, wants to help you thank those people so you can go to the home page you'll see something on there click on it um, just fill in that fill in that information and the stroke channel.tv is going to send something to the person or people that you choose to thank we're going to send them something on your behalf as a way to say thank you because all of us you know i get now here i go and I'm going to pull the tears back in because I promise I'm not going to cry. Um, you know, and 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 people say, oh, no, it's okay when you cry. I'm like, no, you know, I cry too much, so I got to stop. But <laughs> no, it ain't coming. No, I'm pulling it back in. I'm reeling it back in. Um, and you know what? Ain't no shame in my game, you know. I just, um, you know, I just, especially meeting all of you guys, too, you know, because, you know, it's one thing to kind of look at my own situation by, you know, the more and more that I meet stroke survivors, we have so much to be thankful for. You know what I mean? We have so much. We have all dodged a huge bullet, you know? There are some people who ain't here to tell their story, you know what I'm saying? A- and the fact that we're able to tell our story to the degree that we can, it's really because we've had a lot of help along the way. We've had... Being
2: able to get up and get here by ourselves and then come up here and, and actually
0: help. Absolutely. Ab- I mean, you know, there is n- there is no way that we were stroked out a year ago, three years ago, two uh, two two and a half years ago, nine years ago, and oh, here we are here and we didn't need any help getting here. I mean, there is no way. There is no way. And you know, I, I've often told my therapists, I've told them, and you guys have even heard me say this on the show to some of the doctors we have on, you know, these are all people who did not have to choose those jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And while we may not have been, you know, some haven't been a big burden, you know, like we, you know, maybe they, you know, we haven't had bedpans that needed to be changed or anything or something. Like that. Some people do, you know, and, and, you know, the, those caregivers who care for people you know who are at that stage of of their stroke or whatever their problem is you know man they're coming in and they're doing some jobs of lifting and carrying and cleaning and doing things that you know they could have been like you know what shoot i'm gonna go up here and walk work at walmart i'm gonna go up here and get me a job doing anything else but here and you know we could not be who we are alone you know and um those people need to be shown some mad love, because, you know, as I shared, uh, I think I shared this in the previous episode, maybe I did not remember, but I had a big award show, uh, was a couple weeks ago, and it was exactly a year before that, that I had my stroke. So I've got all these people in town, and they're all at my award show, and I'm not there, because I'm laid up in Cedar sinai with a stroke somewhere. And the doctors that put me back together, you know, my, my doctorate rehab, and my PT and my OT and my ST at rehab they all showed up at the awards and you know i saw them I hadn't seen them in a year and I'm crying like a baby because I was so glad to see them and there's no way that I could have done my awards show this year and everybody said oh man it went off without a hitch and it, it did it went well but there's no way that I could have done this just one year later without all of them there's no way I mean, I remember a year ago that my speech therapist had a thing on my wall across from my wheelchair in my room at the hospital that said, say, more than three-word answers. Like you were saying, John, you'd say, like, one word. That was me. And, you know, for somebody like me, I mean, speaking is my job. That was my job. I mean, you know, voiceovers and commercials and all this stuff, I got to eat. So I got to get this back, if nothing else. And it was really through... You know, the, her as my speech therapist at that time when I needed it most, and I had fallen back on even after I left the hospital. I fell back on everything that she had told me so many times. So even in her absence, I was still learning from her because she left me with those words. You know, going forward, and that that's kind of what's brought me to today. Even you know, so again, these are people who give of their lives because they like their job and they want to help people if they only knew, you know what I mean? Just how much they're helping people, you know? I mean, you can say you want to do something. You want to, You can say, well, I like helping people. I like working with people. Man, this is deeper, isn't it? Isn't it deeper than that? I mean, teaching us to walk, teaching us to talk, teaching us to move our limbs and stuff, swallow, exactly. I mean it's it's bigger i mean you know i mean we're looking at it looking at it from the other side you know we're looking at it like man you know you're helping me walk my kids to school yeah. dave right? right you know you're you're helping me take my kids to school john you know uh, you're helping me watch my daughter graduate from high school and all that i mean it's way bigger than just you know oh i want to help people so i'm going to become a pt or an ot you know whatever i mean they're giving us back to our families. They're giving us back to our our loved ones and all of that. So um, they're, they're really giving us back to, they're giving us our life back and they're giving us back to those who care about us and love us. You know, and that's what's important. You know, every step we take, everything we reach for, every word we say, you know, definitely has Many thanks to those people who have helped us get that back, you know. So that's why I say this, everybody. Um, Again, on the homepage of the StrokeChannel.tv website, you'll see a link that you can click on. There you can kind of nominate uh, the person that you would like to have the StrokeChannel.tv help you thank on your behalf, um, who have played a role in your recovery. And um, you know, I think that's it's, it's important that we recognize those people. I really do. John, were you gonna say something? Um Um
3: Huntington Hospital um is one and Casa Calinas is one. Mm-hmm. Um the speech lady mm-hmm. at Casa Calinas
0: was a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are people that help put you back together, huh? Oh yes. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
3: And um at uh, Huntington Hospital, um, arm and leg people
0: mm-hmm.
2: hit at Huntington Hospital.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, cool. Dave, who's helped put you back together?
2: I think actually the speech therapist here, Nicole Pullman, mm-hmm. she was very big help. Uh, Didi Nardini and then Rita—they're my Tai Chi instructors—and mm-hmm. then uh, Susan Ladd. Which is my yoga instructor? Mm-hmm. Big help. Then like Ruby.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh Ruby, yeah I know Ruby. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. She helped me. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah yep. she was a great big help. Yeah yeah she's good she's good. Yeah yeah, yeah I I would give a shout out to Cedar Sinai. Uh, uh, I would give a shout out to California Rehab Institute. Uh, Doctor Swami Nathan and uh, Moses my PT. Amanda my OT chinsu lord knows chinsu oh my goodness chinsu my st uh, i would thank them immensely uh ruby uh, who i had is ot and also uh vanya did you ever vanya vanya, vanya yeah yeah vanya she, yeah she was a pt over uh, yeah, vanya and um and ruby were uh, here at providence uh an extension of providence so go to the strokechannel.tv. And click on the link there and tell us who you'd like to thank and give a shout out to. And strokechannel.tv will help you do exactly that. There you go. So that's our show for this week. So um, just know that we love you guys. We hope all is good with you. And until next time, remember, there is still a beautiful life after stroke. This has been a recorded program of an actual stroke support group. The comments expressed are the opinions of the participants and not necessarily the opinions of the producers, sponsors, or the broadcasters of this show. This program is not to be used as a way to diagnose or treat any medical condition that you may have. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional before making any changes to your current medical routine. Life After Stroke is a production of the Hang On to the Dream Foundation, the 501c3 nonprofit organization that helps kids and adults reach their goals in life. If these Life After Stroke programs are helpful to you, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Hang On to the Dream Foundation to assist the organization in its numerous outreach activities. For more information, just go to www.hangontothedream.org. And remember, no matter how hard things seem, hang on to the dream.